start playing and will not stop. <laughs> yeah, I know that one. <laughs> I try to ignore, let way into wispy clouds, can't to overcome, drown them out, but they still plague me. Always on the right side of my head. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is a fairly common problem. I once had a Barry Manilow song <laughs> for seven days of a 10-day retreat. I presume I picked it up in the elevator on the way out. But yeah, um, don't feed the song. All right. So if it starts, you know. Think of something else that's not associated with that song. Uh, just you know, break it as, as soon as you can. But yeah, this is definitely a problem. Uh, I had a student who was a musician, and uh, at Cloud Mountain, when the heat would come on, the sound would sound to him like music, and he would get distracted every time. He finally overcame it by using a mantra. I don't know if the author has, if this note has ever done mantra practice. But if so, what you would do is do your mantra silently, of course, until the mantra starts doing you. You do a mantra first, you're thinking each of the words and so forth. But eventually it just gets in a rhythm and now the mantra is doing you. That's a sign you've gotten to access. So stay there for a couple of minutes, and then drop the mantra and focus on something pleasant. And see if that helps. What you're doing if you're using a mantra is overloading the auditory circuit, so there's no room for the songs to come in. And it does seem to work, uh, provided, of course, you're familiar with mantra meditation. Right? If you've never done mantra meditation, then it may be problematic. But yeah. Uh, I went off to uh, a retreat at the Forest Refuge, and yeah, there were three songs. Just you know, they, they kept turns, taking turns playing, <laughs> and one of them was definitely exactly what was going on in my life at that point, and it would not go away. Yeah, just have to put up with it for the whole retreat. Occasionally, I would do mantra meditation with Johnny Yeah, this is a common problem. Can you suggest a mantra? Oh, Mani Padme Ho. That's probably the most common mantra on the planet, simply because uh, the Tibetans and Tibetan. Uh, Uh, practitioners in Nepal carve it into rocks, you know, mani stones. And when you go trekking in Nepal, you come to thousands of mani padme hong carved into the rock over and over again. And if you want to know what it means, it means, oh, you jewel in the heart of the lotus. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but that's, that's the one that I use. Listening 
in a more restricted way where you can actually sense, you physically pick up what's going on. And so what we're going to do is a guided meditation is a body scan on the surface. We're going to start at the top of the head, which is the spot that was a soft spot when you were a baby. It's a few finger widths back from your hairline, assuming you still have a hairline. Right? And then there's the crown of the head. That's where the hair grows in a circle. It still grows back there. Um, temples, solar plexus. I think everything else is pretty obvious. And I'll just guide you to moving your attention over the surface of your body. And you're to notice whatever is noticeable. Warmth, coolness, pressure, tingling, whatever is there. Itching. It may be that you come to some area and there is no sensation. That's what you notice, is that there is no sensation. Zero is a valid number. Okay? So, just look for what's on the surface. It may also be that you get to some area and some emotion arises. That's fine, just notice the emotion has arisen. Let it go. You're not to get to some place and stick with it until some sensation arises. If there's no sensation, you just notice there's no sensation and keep going. Um, that's pretty much it. Um, so we'll start by putting attention on the breath for a moment or two. Drop the attention on the breathing and put your full attention on the top of the head, the spot that was a soft spot when you were a baby. See if you can notice any sensation there. Itching, tingling, warmth, coolness, pressure. Now move your attention along the center line of the skull back towards the crown of your head. Again, noticing any sensations you encounter along the way. When you reach the crown of your head, examine it for sensation. Now 
Now begin examining the right half of your skull, from the center line down to the hairline, from the back to the front. Just noticing whatever you can notice. You should examine the area about the size of a large coin, but do not imagine pushing a coin across your head. You finish with the right side of your head, examine the left side of your head. Hairline down, center line down to hairline, back to front. Finish with the left side of your head, with your full attention on your forehead, and examine it for sensation. <coughs> Slide your attention over to the right temple and examine it. Move your attention over to the right eye. Examine the eyeball, the eyelid, the eye socket all around. Finish with the right eye, move your attention across the bridge of your nose over to the left eye. Examine it, the eyeball, the eye socket, all around. Move your attention to the left temple and examine it for sensation. 
put your attention at the top of your nose, and then slide your attention down your nose to the nostrils. When you reach the nostrils, go inside or as you can actually sense anything, like the air coming in and out. your attention on the area between your nose and your upper lip. Then begin examining the right half of your face, starting with your cheek, working your way down as far as the jawline, around as far as your ear, just noticing whatever's there. Touch sensation, warmth, coolness, itching, tingling, emotion, whatever's there, <coughs> just notice it, let it go, move on. your right ear, examine it, the back, the front, all those little folds and as far down the ear canal as you can sit. Finish with your ear, put your attention on your left cheek. Start examining the left half of your face. From the cheek down as far as the jawline, and around as far as your ear.
attention on your lips. Notice them touching. You might notice dryness in some parts and moisture in other parts. Go inside your mouth and examine interest sensation. The inside and outside of your gums, inside of your cheeks, the roof of your mouth, the floor of your mouth, the top, bottom, and sides of your tongue. Finish with the inside of your mouth. Put your attention on your chin. And then begin moving your attention along your jawline back to where the jaw hinges on both sides. of your neck all the way down to the top of the breastbone. Just noticing anything you can notice. Examine the back half of your from the hairline down to your shoulder. Now begin moving your attention along your right shoulder, from your neck 
out to the shoulder joint, just noticing whatever's there. Warmth, coolness, touch of your clothing, some emotion, whatever's there, notice it, let it go, move on. your shoulder joint, examine it for a sensation. And begin moving your attention down the upper part of your right arm, from the shoulder to the elbow, just noticing anything you encounter along the way. Whatever's there, notice it, let it go, move on. your elbow, examine it for sensation. And begin moving your attention down the lower part of the right arm from the elbow to the wrist, just noticing whatever's there. your right wrist, examine it for sensation. your attention over the back of the right hand, from the wrist out to where the fingers join.
guide your attention around to the palm of the right hand. Now, starting with the little finger and working your way around to your thumb, examine each finger in turn from base to tip. Finished with the fingers of the right hand, put your attention in the tips of those fingers, and then sweep the atten your attention out into the room and bring it to rest on your left shoulder. Begin examining your left shoulder from the neck out to the shoulder joint. Begin moving your attention down the upper part of the left arm, from the shoulder joint to the elbow, just noticing anything you notice. Touch sensation, emotion, whatever's there, let it go, move on.
elbow, examine interest sensation. Begin moving your attention down the lower part of your left arm from your elbow to the wrist, noticing any sensations you encounter. Examine it for sensation. Slide your attention over the back of your left hand and the wrist out to where the fingers join. Slide your attention around to the palm of the left hand. Finish with the palm of the left hand and taking each finger in turn, starting with the little finger, working your way around to the thumb, examine each finger from base to tip.
finish examining those fingers, put your attention in the points of those fingers, and then sweep your attention out into the room and bring it to rest on your right shoulder. Begin examining the right half of your chest, from the shoulder to the bottom of the rib cage, from the breastbone around to the side. Just noticing whatever's there. Touch sensations, your clothing, emotions, whatever you encounter, notice it, let it go, move on. You finish with the right half of your chest, put your attention on your left shoulder and examine the left half of your chest. From the shoulder to the bottom of the rib cage and the breastbone around to the side. Finish with the left half of your chest. Put your attention back on the right shoulder and then examine the right half of your back from the shoulder to the bottom of the rib cage and the spine around to the side.
finish with the right half of your back, put your attention on your left shoulder, examine the left half of your back. From the shoulder to the bottom of the rib cage, from the spine around to the side. Finish with the left half of your back. Examine the lowest part of your back, from the rib cage all the way down as far as your tailbone, on both sides. Slide your attention around your side and up into the pit of your stomach, the solar plexus. You probably can notice the rise and fall as you're breathing. There may be other sensations. Slide your attention down over your belly, all the way down to your groin, noticing whatever you notice. Your attention in your right buttock. Notice the pressure of sitting. Notice anything else that you can. your left buttock. Notice the pressure of sitting. Anything else you can find.
attention in your right hip. Then begin working your way down the upper part of your right leg from the hip all the way down to the knee. Just noticing whatever you can notice. your knee, examine it for sensation. Begin moving your attention down the lower part of your right leg from the knee to the ankle. Whatever you encounter, just notice it, let it go, move on. your ankle, examine it for sensation. Slide your attention along the top of the right foot from the ankle out to where the toes join.
examine both sides of the left of the right foot. The area around the Achilles tendon. your attention along the sole of the right foot all the way out to where the toes join. Starting with the big toe and working your way around to the little toe, examine each toe in turn from base to tip. with those toes, put your attention in the tips of those toes, and then sweep your attention out into the room and bring it to rest on your left hip. Notice what you can in your left hip. Begin working your way down the upper part of your left leg from the hip all the way down to your knee, just noticing any sensations you encounter. Let them go, move on.
hatred sensation. Examine the lower part of the left leg from the knee down to the ankle. your ankle, examine it for sensation. your attention over the top of your left foot from the ankle out to where the toes join. Examine the sides of the left foot. <coughs> the area around your Achilles tendon. your attention along the sole of the left foot all the way out to where the toes join. 
the big toe and working your way around to the little toe, examine each toe in turn from base to tip. finish examining those toes, put your attention in the tips of those toes, and then sweep your attention out into the room and bring it to rest on your breathing. I have questions for you. <coughs> Did anybody feel nauseated? No? Well, too bad. If you feel nauseated, it means it's working really well. <laughs> I'm sweating a lot. Yeah. My head. Yeah. This, we seem to store stuff in our bodies. You do something and it's an intense thing, and it leaves some residue in your body. By moving your attention over it, it may release it, and it may cause you to feel nauseated. It may just be a memory of an emotion. It maybe causes a sweating. It's interesting that it works like this. Anyone not like doing it? Yeah, there's always people don't like doing it. If you don't like doing it, you will benefit greatly from doing that. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I'm going to require that everyone guide themselves through it this afternoon and then do it 
once a day, <coughs> every day. I would suggest doing it at a time when it's your least productive time. Maybe you're sleepy. I find this helps keep me awake. It's just a little more activity and I'm less likely to fall asleep. You might have noticed I'm not a morning person. When I'm on retreat and I come to the sitting before breakfast, I better do a body scan, otherwise I'm just going to go right back to sleep. But the body scan well, has a better chance of keeping you awake. If you had, I'll get, I'll get to the question. If you had trouble getting <coughs> sensation at the top of the head, then go to wherever you first got sensation and work your way to the top of the head. And then when you get there, send your attention out. Imagine it going out 10 or 12 times. And then start the scan. And then the next time, see if you got any sensation. If not, go to wherever you get sensation and work your way there. Um, if there are any large areas where you don't get any sensation at all, such as the chest, you can take it in strips, say an inch wide, down, up, down, up, move over, down, up, down, up, move over. You do that all the way across. You might use strips for the arm, maybe a spiral down the arm, or a strip. That's all the questions I have. So, Linda, you had a question? I was just going to ask, can you suggest that we do it? This slowly? I took 49 minutes from the time I started guiding it until it was done. I would say 35 to 40 minutes would be the sweet spot. Any less than that, yeah, you're going a little too superficially. If you do it much more than that, it gets a bit tedious. So that means when you're doing it this afternoon, if you finish before the half-hour bell rings, it doesn't count. <laughs> do it again. But yeah, you're aiming for about 35 to 40 minutes. Some uh, times it's taught starting from the bottom of the feet. Right. I've heard it said that if you start at the bottom of the feet and work up, it's more energizing. And if you start with the head working down, it's more calming. Uh, I have not noticed this myself. Uh, but you can play with it and see. Uh, I don't think it really matters. I was taught it from the head down by both Ayakema and Ruth Dennison, and that's the way I've always done it, so that's what you get guided when I'm teaching it. But yeah, it'll work uh, both ways. How effective is it for generating access? This is a very good way for generating access. You might have noticed when I said your attention back on your breathing at the end, that you are somewhat concentrated, right? So if you want to use this as the access method for getting into the jhana, do the scan, and then if there's an obvious pleasant sensation, you could just go right to that pleasant sensation. And if there isn't, then you go to your breathing and follow the instructions that I gave for using the breath. If when you're doing the scan, you come across a pleasant sensation, I'd say don't stop the scan at that point. Just keep going. You, no matter what the access method, you may get a pleasant sensation before you're fully concentrated. And if you jump on the pleasant sensation before you're fully concentrated, 
probably won't work. So finish the scan, then come back to the pleasant sensation. Um, I know that some of the sensations are real, but, but the rest, am I just imagining them, or am I just getting sensitive enough that I am beginning to sense something? I suspect that you are beginning to get more and more sensitive. When I started out doing this, uh, yeah, nothing between the shoulder and the elbow. You know, no sensation. It sometimes would take me doing it on my own five or six times to get down from my shoulder to my elbow. Elbow, good sensation. Nothing from my elbow to my wrist. Same thing in my leg. Just hopeless. But I continued doing this as my main practice, and after about a year, I could pick up sensations everywhere, and I was no longer getting lost. So I think I am really picking up something. Uh, when I get to my toes, when I first got to my toes, there was the big toe, and then there was the blob. <laughs> but now I can very much distinguish each individual toe. So I think that you can, you're training yourself to notice more and more subtle things. Are, is some of it that what you're making up? I don't know, but if you just keep doing it, you'll make up less and less and actually <laughs> notice more and more. So I think it's advisable to just keep going with it. It's not like residual PT on my spot. What you did today was um, the Goenko retreat. You sit and follow the breath for three days and then the peaking's technique it feels like your skin's just electrified. Yeah. Then you throw up and uh, <laughs> but it's so it's but it felt like just a little bit of PT on Yeah, especially if you've been playing with some PT, by doing this it may make more PT show up. Uh, not common, but I've heard other people say the same thing. Well, <laughs> if you find you're going a little too quick, see if you can slow it down. But if you finish in less than half an hour, yeah, you got to start over at the next sit and do it a little slower. Um, you know, let's say you come in at 2 and you finish before the 2.30 bell rings. Okay, that didn't count. You could... Either then go walk at 2.30 or you can just keep sitting, working with the breath or whatever. And then you come back, say, at 4, and then try and do it slower so that it takes more than a half an hour. So if there's not a lot of sensation, doing it that slowly is really boring. Yes. So the solution to that is to keep doing it. The solution to that is to keep doing it. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. Uh, if there's not a lot of sensation, then doing it will actually eventually start making more and more sensation apparent. You're training yourself to notice very subtle sensations. I mean, that's what's going on here. And so over time, you will start noticing more and more sensations. But whether you're going to notice more by the end of the retreat, I can't tell you. But I'd say keep playing with it. I have had people who really hated it, weren't getting any sensations. I insisted they do it. And by the end of the retreat, they were going, oh, thank you. This was really helpful. Now, I don't know if that's what will happen for you. 
I've also had people that really hated doing it and never liked it. But it's something worth trying to, to work with. And you only got to do it once a day and do it at the time when you're least likely to get really concentrated if you, you know, want to do something different. Or you could do it when you're the most concentrated and maybe you pick up more sensation. All right, because for me, you say that it's um, energizing stimulant for me. It's just like, okay, yeah. time. I put a lot of people to sleep when I'm doing it. I think it's my very monotonous voice telling you what to do. <laughs> I mean, I could say, examine your elbow, but uh, maybe that wouldn't work. Most people find that when they guide themselves, it's not nearly so sweet. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of sweating, and a lot of distraction. Yeah. So, practice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You probably won't get as much sweating next time. It's not just because it's hot. Right. Yeah. It's, you're releasing stuff. But the good news is when you release it, it's gone. And so that's why I'm saying it probably won't be as much sweating next time. And yeah, it takes a while for the distraction stuff to calm down. Like I said, it took me about a year of this being my main practice before, yeah, it was going really well. But it did get better as I did it, you know, slowly, slowly. So, yeah. Mary? So why did you make it your main practice? <laughs> Because I couldn't follow my breathing. That was boring. I mean, sit there and don't think. Yeah, I couldn't. It was just, I couldn't do it. It was just driving me nuts. And so in that first retreat, seven days in, I came and shows us the body scan, and now I've got something to do. And when I finished and came to my breathing, I could actually follow my breath. So, since that worked, that's what I did. And I did that for three years. And then in my second retreat, it was all about mindfulness of breathing. But by then, I had learned to follow my breathing. And I could actually take advantage of that retreat. Um, can you differentiate for me? Um, I heard you say, drag the attention. Yes. Drag, move. Well, okay, but that, and when you first started off, you said you can imagine something as a large coin, but don't imagine dragging that along. But right. then I heard you say drag the attention, and I was confused yeah. about what yes. you really mean there. <laughs> I mean, don't get a coin, just use that for the size. Okay, but, right. but so, that's okay. The dragging is okay. Yeah. Okay. I didn't remember, I didn't know where to pick it up, move, pick it up, move. No, 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 no. <laughs> just slide your attention. Slide your attention. Yeah, okay. so slide your attention from place to place. So I start here, and then I slide it back to here. Right? And then I come down, and I just start doing, you know, parts of my head there, so I get there. And then I get up here, and I get back, you know, so I've got that, and then Sort of all over, slide it over here, slide it over here, slide it, slide it, slide it. I love it. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> right. But you I can, have trouble this, with breath. Yeah, you could do this for every sitting if you wanted to, because it will, it's a twofer. It'll get you concentrated, but you will also get insight, insight into impermanence in the sense that it's changing every time you do it, but it's also changing while you're doing it and particularly insight into not-self. 
uh, this is just a field of sensations as opposed to me. And so it helps with the disidentification with the body. I noticed that I was, as I was moving my attention, there was an accompanying visualization of the yeah. body parts, and my eyes were moving. Yeah. And also, I could feel that if the muscles, wherever my attention was going, contract ever so slightly, and then let, let go. It was almost like if it was highlighting the muscles. Right. So the visualizing is fine, the eyes following it is fine, but don't cheat by tensing the muscles. Okay? So you just wanna you wanna observe it from a distance rather than be engaged in making it easier. Uh, if you tense the muscles, yes, it makes it easier to feel the sensations. But, yeah, it doesn't work as well to get you concentrated or to help with the disidentification. So, yeah, my eyes follow every time I do it, and there is some sense of visualizing uh, as I'm doing it as well. And those don't seem to be a problem. But the muscle tension or something makes it a little too easy, which makes it less effective. Mm -hmm. Is there any variation on this practice where you actually try to work with points of tension? There is a variation where, yeah, you're scanning your body and wherever you find tension, you're releasing it. Uh, Yoga Nidra, I believe is the name of it. Uh, and it's, it's a different practice. It's a very good practice. But uh, there are also variations on this practice where you go inside and you are to, well, imagine your liver. Right, and look at all the parts and everything, uh, but that's more imagination, and it's actually, I think, more effective to actually sense what's there rather than imagine what you think is there. So for, but for this retreat, you would, if you sense tension, it's just like anything else. You're well, if you sense on. tension, it's okay to relax it. Right, you get to your jaw and you find it's tense, it's fine to relax it. But it's not about finding tension. It's just that if you happen to find some, it's fine to relax it. Part, part of our practice at Chan is we begin each, we have a timekeeper and he does a guided meditation between each sit and we actually do what they call scanning, same thing as sliding the thing. And as you're scanning, instead of your sensation, you're just saying relax that part. Consciously relax as you exhale. Right. And yeah, it's, it's a very nice practice. It's just a different one, and it doesn't count for doing <laughs> But yeah, you could do that in addition if you want to. So when I notice no sensation, the focus then becomes the movement of the attention. Right, exactly. Yeah, if there's no sensation, then you just start moving your attention. and Keep moving until you find some sensation, and you notice now it's sensation. If you continue to do that, eventually you start picking up sensations where there was no sensation. When I say eventually, it might take two or three times, might take 20, 30 times, might take two or 300 times. But, yeah. I mean, if I was able to figure find the sensation, I mean, until I was 27, I just used my body to move my head from place to place. 
<laughs> wasn't inhabiting my body at all. So it's taken a while to get in there. So, uh, but yeah, I was able to eventually get sensation everywhere. Does it really matter if we can't find sensation? If, if there's a lot of blank spaces, is the purpose really just we're sharpening our concentration by looking, by trying? It's sharpening your concentration by looking. It doesn't matter if you find. It's also in heightening your ability to notice more and more subtle objects. By doing it repeatedly, your ability to notice subtlety increases. And you're disidentifying with your body. You're noticing that things are different, so you're getting some uh, Anicca uh, insights. And, yeah, when you're done, even if you didn't notice any sensations, if you did it nice and slow, you will be quite concentrated. If some parts are tighter, like in my shoulder is tight, shall we spend longer time on it or, or move it at the <coughs> same pace? I'd say primarily move at the same pace, but where there are more nerve endings, you will go slower. The head took almost one-third of the time. It's not one-third of your body. Uh, the hands take way more time than the surface area. So places like your hands where you have a lot of sensation, you might be going really slow. If it's tight, I don't think it's necessary to intentionally <coughs> slow down. Just go at a pace that seems natural and seems like, yeah, I'm going at the same speed. Except that when you get to your head, your hands, your feet, you will actually <coughs> be going slower because of the, uh, the extra nerve endings there. Okay, so... Uh, we're back to group one for the interviews, and enjoy your lunch. Uh, the forecast is, <coughs> it might work. <laughs> <laughs>